Movies. We set sail for Cutthroat Island! More gold, jewels, and plunder than you've ever dreamed of. I'm gonna split you open. I really think that from now on we should be partners. 50-50. 60-40. And welcome to another episode of BAMcast, the Badly Awesome Movies Podcast. I'm Justin, and with me as always is Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. There's that joke. Isn't that awesome? How are you going? We've just just recorded a Psycho Gorman episode. So, what have you been up to since then? I have had a drink of scotch. Ooh. I'm actually in no drinking mode for... whenever, Whenever I know I've got a wrestling match, then it's... Four weeks of hardcore dieting, and uh, my abs look good. I can tell you that much. But uh, it also means no alcohol for f- will have been four weeks. So, yeah, <laughs> it's tough. Um, so we're here to talk about Cutthroat Island from 1995, released 22nd of December 1995. It's a 5.7 on IMDb. It's a bit higher than I thought it was going to be. I'd, Looked it up before. And a 37 out of 100 on Metacritic. Directed by Rennie Harlan. Now, you all know Rennie Harlan from Die Hard 2 and... Electric Boogaloo. Um, Cliffhanger, which is... Um, I that's a Stallone movie. I haven't, haven't seen that since the like, internet days. You know, that's a movie that I feel like was always was on TV quite a bit as a, um, as a kid. What else has he done? Skip Trace. What's that? Is that um? That's Jackie Chan and um, Johnny Knoxville. What else have we got in here? Some episodes of Burn Notice. Twelve Rounds, starring John Cena. Um, the Exorcist, The Beginning. Mindhunters. The Long Kiss Goodnight. That was his follow-up to Cutthroat Island. So that was uh, mm-hmm. Samuel. And that Jackson. was another Gina Davis movie. Yeah, I was going to say was that Gina Davis, and it was Sam Jackson, wasn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, Die Hard 2. The Adventures of Ford Fairline. I need to watch that movie. I've, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Um, and then there's, yeah, not much else. But, uh, God, I feel like i oh, driven. The, that Formula One movie starring, well, kind of starring Sylvester Stallone. But Stallone is just kind of like the mechanic or something in that movie. He's not the He's not the lead. So... I thought that Rennie Harlan was far more prolific than that. Oh, hmm. Deep Blue Sea. That's a, that's, a, that's a good one there. Um, so he was married to Gina Davis at the time. I don't know if they still are married, but um, 
how do you feel when um, directors cast their wife? You know, we've also got uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kate Beckinsale <laughs> with um, Len, Len Wiseman. No, hold on. That's mm-hmm. no, that's Underworld. Sorry. Uh, you're, yeah, you meant um, Mila Jovovich with Tom yeah, Anderson, with the Anderson guy. Paul W. Yeah, P. W. Anderson. Paul P. W. Anderson. Yeah, not Paul Thomas Anderson. P. W. Anderson. So there's that one as well, and then um, Johnny Depp's pal with um, Helena Bonham Carter. Is yep. Annoying. Um. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Do you think that just cheapens those movies? I feel it's like well, they're just casting their wife. How do you? Does it sort of um, put a like a you know a negative point next to a movie when you go into watching it? It's like, is this person uh, really suit this role, kind of thing? Not, not necessarily, because I think most of them actually tend to be reasonably well cast. I mean, Helena Bonham, Helena, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, and Tim Burton just work well together. Yeah. Um, and likewise, the action movies starring Kate Beckinsale, Underworld. I will ne- never, yeah, I will never say there's anything and... wrong with Kate Beckinsale in tight black pants. I'll, I will say that. <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, I, I think generally speaking, it, it's not a downside. But yeah, I mean, casting your spouse in your own movie does absolutely scream. Um, Favoritism. Yeah. Oh, it is Sam Jackson in um, Long Kiss Goodnight. Long Kiss Goodnight, yeah. yep. Um, but we're here to talk about Cutthroat Island. So, yeah, it stars Gina Davis, which is... I feel like I haven't seen her. In, like, the movies that she's in are not movies that I watch, kind of thing, I feel, for the most part. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about her acting soon. Uh, also starring Matthew Modine, who fell off a cliff probably about... A, oh, he literally falls off a cliff in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he didn't resurface until season one of Stranger Things. Uh, he was in Full Metal Jacket, sort of a lead lead role in that. But um, sort of didn't really reach the heights that um, people probably thought back in the day. Are you very familiar with some Matthew Modine? Um, not overly. Didn't, didn't really um, meet I, I mostly recognised him from Stranger yeah, Things. Didn't reach like leading man kind of status really. Um, I th- looking at the post of this, I thought Kerry Elways was him. <laughs> it kind of, kind of looks like him in, in that picture there. Oh, yes, a small mm. role in Dark Knight Rises, right? Oh, 47 metres down. I watched that not too long ago. So I feel like I have seen a little bit of the Modine lately. Um, anybody else in the cast you feel like mentioning? Because I feel like there was not many... Um, Frank Langula, oh. who played Dog Brown. So there's some um, Skull Man, whatever his name is from Master of the Universe. Was his, yes. his name Skullchiller or something? Skeletor. Skeletor, that's it. I knew I was on the right track. And um, Christopher Masterson, who was the cabin boy, the young yes, kid. Does this name seem familiar? I haven't clicked. Yeah, he plays the older brother in Malcolm in the Middle. Ah, okay. I've never watched that. Uh, that yeah, that, that that's what I recognised him from. Scary Movie 2. Um, and uh, Scully uh, was played by Jamie F. Skaggs. Who was in another Bamcast movie? Oh. He played the um, native type character um, Barato in Oblivion. Oh, okay. That, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing pictures of him. Yeah. So Chris Masterson and Jamie Skaggs are probably the 
the two that stand out for me amongst the other actors. Yep. Uh, so you want to hit hit, um, the, hit the plot, and we are sort of uh, talk about it as we go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, just side trivia piece for um, Gina Davis, Olympic level archer. What well, didn't come up in this movie at all? No, she didn't. F- but, she didn't fire any arrows, did she? No, no, she um, you know, used a sword most of the time, fired a flintlock pistol a couple of times. But, yeah, she qualified for the um, um, Olympic archery team in uh, in America. She's you know, really, really skilled archer. Oh, wow, that's, yeah. So, have you ever seen so, this movie before? No, like, no, I, I kept wanting to, but... Um, Never, never got around to it till you picked this, it up. Yeah, this movie's been like known as like one of the biggest, and at one time the biggest box office flop of you know, in cinema history. But I mm. still had never seen it, and I just after having watched it, it's like this seems like the kind of movie I would have rented a lot as a kid. And um, yeah, uh, I've actually brought up the Wikipedia of uh, biggest box office flops of all time, and. Um, when adjusted for inflation, this is the fifth biggest loss. It's a uh, so when it came out, it was well, it had a ninety-eight million dollar budget, and it only made eighteen point three million. So it was a hundred five million loss. Well, that's what it says here anyway. That, that, that math doesn't add up. But it adjusted for inflation, <laughs> it says a hundred seventy-six million um, mm. loss. So any guesses for the films that are above it? I'm sure you'll hit two of them because two are notoriously. Oh. Box office box. I'm, I'm going to say Waterworld. Oh no! Where is that's that's no. I can't even see that on unless I. Oh, let me just see where that is. No, uh, go for some other ones. Uh, oh, that's the um... Waterworld's not on the list. Really? Um, was that exceeded um... three hundred million and grossed two hundred sixty-four million worldwide? So it um, made it back eventually. So that's, yeah, that's not even on this. God, I'm going to say there's like 100 on this list or something. But it's oh, not okay. even. Yeah, that's, oh, I would have thought, yeah. So what do you assume have a. Because uh, I've actually wanted to watch a couple Jeez. of these for the movie. Because I've never, I haven't seen them for the, for the podcast right now. All right, do you just want me to say? Battlefield Earth? No, there is a battleship coming in at seventh. No, okay. so the top one, John Carter of Mars, or just John Carter. So mm-hmm. adjusted for inflation, it lost Disney 127 to 223 million. So, ouch. Um, then the Lone Ranger from 2013. So I, that might have been Disney as well. Oh, the Johnny Depp yeah, one. Yeah, that one. Um, so that's the 209 million dollar loss. Then back in 1999, they got the 13th Warrior. How the fuck did that cost that much money? Mm. I feel like I've seen parts of it. That's the uh, Antonio yeah. Banderas yeah. one? Yeah. And then uh, Mortal Engines is the most recent one on the list from 2018. Which, um, was it a Peter Jackson movie, isn't it? I mean, I saw the trailer. Okay, the trailer looks cool. Um, yeah, then we've got some King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Uh the Adventures of Pluto Nash is up there. Hardcore. Oh, we should do that one. Dark Phoenix. Terminator Dark Fate. 
Yeah. Ben Hur. What was Ben Hur? Oh, from 2016. Okay. I was going to say. Sure. I didn't even know that was redone. Yeah, it seems familiar now that I'm looking at it. Um, yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 is on the list. It's pretty far down, but that's got like a little cross next to it because it's still out. Oh. I guess that didn't really hit cinemas properly. So I suppose that. Yeah, but that was a 2020 film. Yeah, yeah. That, I feel like, the, and then Tenet's on here as well. So yeah. I, I, it, it, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, anything that got released in 2020 gets a pass. Yeah, yeah. They get like a little dash next to it. It's like, no, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, global pandemic here. Yeah. <laughs> Your movie's gonna flop. But uh, so Cutthroat Island. So this movie made it so that nobody was gonna do any pirate movies for quite a few years until Pirates of the Caribbean 2003. Curse of the Black Pearl came out, and this uh, this film put out put Coralco pictures out out of business. Pretty much, it was their last film. They also were working on an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It was meant to be getting made, but then they mm. got um, they didn't get to do that. I don't know. I I feel that if you're going to pick between an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and any other movie, you'd you'd keep the Arnie, but, especially back in well, the. Well, they made it says they made Total Recall, Terminator Two, Basic Instinct, so they had some good shit. Right. If you made Terminator 2 and you had another Arnie movie in the works, why? The, maybe they just didn't have the budget for him. Yeah, well, this movie just maybe lost... It was, maybe it was an excuse to sort of go, oh, thank God, we weren't going <laughs> to afford it anyway. Yeah, well, Arnie was, Arnie's a much more bankable in 95 than Gina Davis as an mm. action star. But, uh, you know... Arnie's more bankable now. Well, Terminator Dark Fate was on that list, mate. <laughs> I, I watched that, yeah, I watched but... that recently. It was fine. It was, um, it was, I'll tell you what, it's really good to see Linda Hamilton and Arnold share some scenes together. I can tell you that much. Mm. Um, as for the rest of it, not so great. Anyway, so what happened in this movie? Uh, explosions. Fuck, yeah. Far more explosions than you would expect for a pirate I mean, this movie. is why this movie costs so much money, because there's <laughs> fucking some... Not only... Oh, they had grenade launches at one point. There was huge, beautiful <laughs> explosions. I feel like this movie should get like should have got an Oscar for best slash most explosions because it was tremendous. I thought. Oh, it was. I great. mean, it really sort of um, up, like you know, <laughs> nobody's going to say this movie it was cheap and look shit. Like er, no, everything was good apart from the 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 plot. The, the plot, the scenes that never seemed to end to get to the, like the next yeah. plot contrivance. It's like, all right, we're going to have this uh, like. Uh, horse and carriage chase that's going to go yeah. way too long then we're going to have like a the ships shooting the shit out of each other way too long yes yeah. oh and and also terrible tactics uh, no damage left to the film right. anyway before Let, we get to let's that. um let, let's start at the start opening scene is um is uh Gina Davis's character has been sleeping with some fancy aristocrat guy who turns around and goes Haha! I knew you were the evil pirate all along, and now I've got you. And she was like, "Aha! I knew you knew, and I stole your balls." Yeah, I took the bullets out. Meaning of the, gun. the um the balls out of the the, the um flintlock or shot out yeah. of the gun. Um, and she jumps off and um gallops away with a couple of her crewmen back to her father's ship, where um he's been captured. 
and I think we should probably cover this right at the start. Yeah. The <laughs> the basic plot is her grandfather and some other pirates had this massive treasure hall that they buried at Cutthroat Island. To keep everything safe, they split the map to get to the treasure into three pieces. And those three pieces went to um, her dad, Black Harry, her uncle Richard, and her uncle Mordecai. She also had another uncle called Dog. Um, Dog Brown, who, despite having a different surname, is apparently an uncle and didn't have any pirate pieces, except he killed um, the other brother, Richard, to get one piece and then tries to kill her dad, Black Harry, to get the second piece. But she rescues him long enough to be able to scalp him (laughs) because he had the map tattooed on his head um and the other piece was with her um her other uncle Mordecai carrying around this festy map with hair on the back of it it's like fucking gross this is this is nearly as gross as anything from Psycho Gorman man (laughs) this is terrible um so yeah Dog Brown is the the main bad guy um, he's after the pieces of the map so he can get the treasure. She gets her father's piece. She, um, then heads off to Port Royal, where she needs to find someone that can speak Latin to decode part of the map. Um, and also Port Royal is where her uncle is located as well for the second piece of the map. Um... They find out that a con man and thief named William Shaw, uh, played by Matthew Modine, has um, the ability to speak Latin, uh, and they go after him, but he um, is being sold as a slave. I want to mention the slave stuff here. Um, yeah. How about the corpses in the cages? Like, this was... Yeah, they looked pretty gross. Yeah, like, this didn't look like this was a kid's movie. Like, what... Surely this was just a PG or something, wasn't it? But um, it seemed to be a bit more... It's like, whoa! Because <laughs> it's presented more serious than, I guess, Psycho Gorman, where it's like everything's just over the mm. top. But this is like, you've got festy bodies, and they kept showing them quite a bit with birds pecking at them kind of thing. So, yeah, that's just all I wanted to mention there. Yeah, no, more worth mentioning. Um, so, um, they end up getting him um, after outbidding someone that he offended um, and just as they're about to to leave town she's recognised from her wanted poster and a massive chase scene ensues now um, the chase scene starts out quite fine she's running away they grab a carriage. Oh, they they run a rope and fly up the side of a, a wall. You know, the typical sort of swashbuckling oh, yes. kind of yep. action. That... Which they totally did in um, Assassin's Creed, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah. Cut the rope and fly up to the top of the building while the pile of rocks falls down. Yeah. Um, Manoeuvre. 
And um, the chase scene starts fine. Yeah, they're they're in a coach that they've grabbed. They're running out of town towards where their ship is. They're being chased on horseback by the um, authorities. And then we get a little crazy. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Um, so, crazy part one is um, she's fighting on top of the car- the carriage against one of the um, soldiers. And they come towards a building. The carriage goes under the building. She jumps up, smashes through a window. Moves now, as slow as possible. Yes. yes. This, I'm like, this, this just the, did not make any sense The carriage would have been this gone is, ages ago. Absolutely. The carriage was going full pelt. They kept cutting between her running through this building. Running. Stumbling into things. Lines. Stopping. Shoving people out of the way. Shoving people out of the way. Slowing down. And then they would ch- cut to the carriage with Matthew Modine's character Shaw going full gallop. And yet somehow, when they get to the end of the building and she jumps out the window, she has kept perfect pace with a galloping <laughs> yeah, carriage. Yeah, it's gone straight. Despite basically Unhindered. stopping yeah. in a shot. Now, I feel like that exact same thing has happened in many a Jackie Chan movie, but it's it's done in a way that... Is believable where what is whatever the thing viable. is has to jump back on hasn't gone in a straight line has had to weave around but somehow the the building person building you know say Jackie Chan or whichever action star is um, fighting their way through and then land back out on something that's not as fast as like a full speed uh, you know horse carriage thing yeah. but I can what you think that's been done a hundred times in film surely it has but um. But oh, but I'm, I'm sure but you've never but you've never been like this is not synced yeah. up. Um, and then we come to part two of the chase scene that just is absolutely ridiculous, and that is um, once they realise that it's the famed pirate Morgan that um, that they're chasing, one of the um, authority ships. So it's just the, the army, harbor. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the ships in the harbour starts firing cannonballs into the town, <laughs> which explodes in these shit up. massive explosions. And it's like, okay, I vaguely remember from the bits of like Braveheart or some Civil War movies or something I've seen that, you know, cannonballs look absolutely devastating will blow a man's arm off as soon as it touches it and smash through shit. No problem at all. But they're not explosive. No. Unless they're a massive... There must be a lot of red barrels that they happen to shoot. of lead. Um, and it's just explosion, 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 fireball, explosion. Um, but she gets away. Yeah, because it's... It's an action movie. Um, and they continue on to another, a second location on the same island, which was um, Spitalfield Harbour, where um, her brother, her uncle Mordecai is, who has a separate piece of the map. Um, she goes in 
um, speaks to him and convinces him to, to join up with her. But at the same time, Dog appears. There's a fight. Um, Mordecai dies without giving up the piece of the map. Um, Morgan gets shot. And um, while there's a massive fight scene sort of going on, um, Shaw manages to find, which is um, Matthew Modine's character, William Shaw, um, manages to find the second piece of the map, which was in the bottom of a um, uh, keg full of eels. Because why wouldn't it be? Um, oh yeah, they're like holding an eel to his face and it's like threatening with it with an eel. It's like I haven't seen that before. Yeah. Um, they get get away. They get back to the ship. Um, Morgan is pretty badly wounded. Shaw um, manages to save her, and they decide that um, they're going to head towards roughly where they think cutthroat island is with just the one piece of the map that they know about and um work everything out from there now that's probably the first half an hour 40 minutes of the movie and i think the first 30 40 minutes works pretty well yeah this movie doesn't need to be two hours and four minutes like it's just The, the, the first half hour, 40 minutes of them getting to that point is pretty well paced. There's lots of action, there's lots of set pieces, um, everything's following along pretty nicely. You can cut out maybe, I don't know, five minutes, but nothing nothing too inflated. Should we talk about Gina Davis' acting half... before we get too far? Because she's Go got like this drunk acting where she's like <laughs> drinking her sorrows away, like well, in the bowel of the ship a couple of times. I feel like she's drinking the rum and she's just. It's, I know it must be difficult to act drunk, but fucking hell, can mm-hmm. she at least try? I mean, it always <laughs> terrible. She's just so incredibly unbelievable. Like you can definitely have women action stars, but there's something about her that just is not selling it. I don't know. What, yep. what did you think of the? You know, there's just no attempt to yeah. be in this character at all. It's like, did she even want her, to be in this? Her movie? drunk wasn't drunk. Yeah. And you got the got the um, monkey that's in every bloody movie back in these days as well. No, no, not, he wasn't. That's the thing. It's not the same monkey. Um, no, there's only um, he's only been in one other movie. Yeah, which which one was that? Because as soon as I see that monkey, I think of the monkey from um, Russell Madness. Night at the museum and stuff. Yeah, um, but no, this this monkey was only ever in one other movie. Oh. Um. Which was, um, oh, something else. Um, and it's not this is on the IMDb page. I found it somewhere else. But, yeah, it's not, um, a monkey that's been in a lot of other movies. It's just sort of like a B-grade monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. There's a a sentence I didn't think I was going to say this week. B-grade monkey actors. Um... But, um, yeah, so um, the next half an hour or so of the movie, I think, just really sort of drags along. Um, They're on the ocean. They're trying to work out what's going on with the second piece of the map. Um, They work out where Cutthroat Island is. They 
get um, kicked off the boat through a mutiny um, and and things like that. And yeah, the next half hour or so really feels to me like it dragged a bit. So is this when they're just um, trying to get the next piece of the map, or is it just fucking about, aren't they? Yeah, it's when they're you know they're going through the storm. Um, they get mutinied and kicked off the boat and um, yeah, they, there was all that sort constant of stuff. turns of who's in charge of these ships and stuff. Like even at the very very beginning, when the father gets walked the plank, like was that whose ship was that? Because I thought that was her ship. No, that was um, dog ship. Dog had captured. Oh, okay, because um, I thought all the, the people dad. that was on the ship, I thought that was her, her people. But so she no. had jumped off it. So everything was good, and then it wasn't, and then she got hooked back up with her own crew. Oh, yep. Okay, all right. So right from the beginning, I was a little like, "Hey, who are these guys?" Yeah, it it, it is a little more convoluted than it needs to be as well. Um, but they they do eventually find Cutthroat Island. Um, they. You end up having um, dog has two pieces of the map, and uh, is trying to work out where the. Um, I'm sorry, no, he only has the one piece of the map, but his map is the actual map of the island, so he knows exactly where the treasure is, but, treasure but not is where supposed the to be, but not where the island is. But he basically just followed um, everyone else. Um, there's two separate pieces of treachery here. Um, Scully, who, um... Is the biographer of the, um... Oh, hold on. Is that Scully? No, no, that's... No. Scully's the sleazy guy that wanted to be captain at the start. Um, so he... Dobbs into Morgan and teams up with him. Um, but at the same time, the guy who was the... Um, the writer uh, sends off a carrier pigeon back to the army, the army, and um, the the British. They th- they threatened him. Like what was his fate? Well. Did he get blown up or something? I can't there were some scenes where it's like, oh, there's one of the, like the main villain character, and like a cannonball would hit, and then they'd just be it's like, oh fuck, okay, that person's gone now. Oh, that person's gone. Like, even, like, the head bad guy of the, the army, he just got blown up in an explosion. Uh, did you notice, like, up until, like, the final, like the ship battle, like, only one person had died in the movie, and that was, like, uh, the father at the beginning? Because there was a fuckload of explosions, but, like... Oh, Mordecai died. Oh, okay, alright. I just... No, and, and... Um... I feel like there wasn't... No, a lot of the bad guys died. None of the crew was... really died until... Okay. Um, in the mutiny when they sort of get kicked off the boat I think two of them died overnight but that was more or less off screen oh. um, yeah the, the good guys didn't really die till the till the end if any of them died um, but no, no there, there was some deaths. I will say I did like when, when they got to the island it was a nice change of scenery and it, it looked pretty beautiful actually and mm. um, I think they should have got to the island Sooner, like Quicker. if they're gonna have the movie go for two hours and spend some more time, you know, exploring the island and maybe have some, you know, Indiana Jones trap kind of sequences and things like that, finding mm. the the treasure. Oh, the, the, they could have just easily cut twenty minutes out of the middle of this movie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like once it, yeah, I didn't have any problem. Once they got to the island, like I didn't have any problem with it at all. It was yeah. just sort of the stuff getting to the island. 
Yeah, yeah it was that middle third. Yeah. Um, so they get to Cutthroat Island. Um, Shaw manages to steal the map from a sleeping dog and um, teams up with Gina Davis's character and they do find the treasure. It wasn't an actual sleeping dog, by the way, if people were listening. The, well, it was a guy named Dog who was asleep. Yeah, no, but it was like, stole the map from a sleeping <laughs> they dog. They should have just let him lie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can't teach him new tricks either. Um, but they um, they find the treasure. They get betrayed. They get caught. Um, and um, you end up with a situation of it looks like the bad guys are going to win. The um, dog has teamed up with the British. They're going to take all the treasure and head back. They've captured the pirate crew from um, from Morgan. And all looks more or less lost. Um, except Gina Davis is able to sneak back on board her own ship. Free her crew. And um, you then get to a... A ship-to-ship battle. Now... And all the treasures on board the, the bad guys. Yes. Now, the ship-to-ship battle, again... Th- this is one of those bits that didn't sit well with me. In that, okay... I liked how Dog didn't look like he was an idiot. He worked out something was wrong. He set up a scene where they were going to kill Shaw. Um... And you know, trigger um, Gina Davis's character into action and all that sort of stuff. So that all sort of worked pretty well. These rifles weren't but that accurate then it back got then. To the, no. <laughs> um, but you then get to the point of you have two ships, literally side by side, cannon to cannon. Yeah. Going boom, 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 boom. They boom. needed explosions, mate. It was in the budget. Um, they had to. They oh. had to blow shit up. They couldn't afford the budget. They could. They just needed um, more people to buy tickets <laughs> to the movie. Um, but yeah, that that really didn't sit right to me. You know, they anything with naval combat, you know, to sort of, you know, you have your side of the ship with the cannons aiming at say the back of the ship where you can blow into it without getting shot back at and and things like that. So that, that really didn't sort of sit right with me. But um, you then got a nice epic ship-to-ship battle, people swinging from one ship to the other and sword fights and um, people climbing up the mast and all that sort of stuff, which was a really nice sort of set piece. I, I quite enjoyed the... The actual battle, and you got to see some of the main bad guys and main good guys fight it out. And um, you know, there, there was one bad guy who had a um, missing hand, and he yeah, had like a, a chain kind of looking thing yeah. and grappling hook type setup um, attached. We well, had a gun that like that, split into like how many barrels was in that fucking pistol? Was it like oh. 10, 10 barrels or something? Which that gun didn't actually get used, did it? And then no. there's the knight, the dagger that split into like three blades. So it's like, where are they pulling all this tech? Yeah, from? That, 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 that's a um, sword breaker dagger. Oh, that's a real thing, is it? That's, that's a real oh. thing, yeah. Um, so what you try and do is you try and catch their rapier in between the blades yeah. and twist 
to disarm, um, disarm you or, or snap the blade. Um, so, um, yeah, you had this nice cut, this nice fight scene with um, the bad guys getting killed and the good guys mostly getting um, to be successful it's- and... Gina Davis actually yep. had some really good sword play here, actually. I don't know if it was all mm. just a um, stunt double or something, but, you know... Uh, apparently she did most of yeah, her like stunts. Yeah, like, she looked really good at, at the sword fighting. I'll give her that, so... Hmm. Um, but you do have that sort of big epic battle, good versus evil, um, and there were a couple of nice scenes on there, like the guy who had the... Um, chain attached to his wrist got the um chain tied to the anchor and someone dropped the anchor and he went overboard and then you had this nasty scene with the um the ship's wheel where um the main one of the main good guy crew members was um about to get his arm shattered in the um gap between the wheel and the um, oh yeah, yeah! I jumped. So I, I was like, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, uh, and then the bad guy comes in and looks like he's about to win, and then um, Trotter, which was the comic relief for the um, for the army for the British, um, yeah, turn, turn face. says, "You know, I'm not going to have a career as a soldier." And he turns and becomes a pirate. Um, and then the the good guy basically just gets the bad guy's head and crushes it in the wheel. Yeah. Um, yeah, PG movie, good on you. <laughs> um, but in the end, it comes down to a one-on-one battle between Gina Davis and Dog, which um, Dog is a superior fighter, but um, Gina Davis manages to get herself in position where she lures him in close and basically shoots him through the gut with a cannonball. Oh, well, yeah, the, the cannonball sends him out. It doesn't go through him, but it sort of mm. sends him flying. So the, um, the, yeah. the physics of cannonballs are all I'm pretty all sure over physics doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they also don't explode on impact, but they do all sorts. They do what they need to do in this movie, I'd say that much. Mm. And... Um, they they managed to, despite the ship exploding, in a really good explosion. I love that ship exploding. Um, you know, despite that, um, they managed to save the treasure, get it back on board, and um, decide to go off to um, Madagascar for a new adventure in um, Cutthroat Island Two Electric Boogaloo, which never happened because. <laughs> It lost a fuck ton of money. Uh, anything you want to add? Um, so they got the treasure back. How? So there's all this, all the, all the, the booty, the bounty, booty, whatever you're calling it, goes down with the ship. But uh, after um, Modine was like stuck up against the pillar from it for ages, as the ship's sinking, mm-hmm. um, ship goes down. They escape that, and then. A barrel with a rope tied around it comes to the surface, and it's like, oh, so this is where we know that the treasure is. So, 
It was like a massive pallet kind of construction of it all roped together. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a bit heavier than that barrel? So the barrel was basically tied to a big bit of rope. Yeah, so a massive, so really big there. bit of rope. So it was basically just a... Um, um, what you would call it? A marker. Yeah. It was a buoy so that they could find out... Yeah, I gathered you know, that bit. If you go directly but, down but from there. But how far down? Like, they don't have scuba gear. These are just people. Do you think that... And to bring the heavy-ass... You know, treasure chests and every like you saw all this. Like I thought, well, they're going to go down and bring some coins back or some gems, but they've got like everything back up on their ship at the very yeah. Oh yeah, they got the whole yeah. lot. I was just like, how? Yeah, no way. And they did it on the same day. Obviously, obviously, there was a just particularly high sandbank just right there. Yeah, like, I guess that's <laughs> if it turned out to not actually be that deep, then fair enough. But yeah. yeah. They, they, they don't explain it. They don't show it. It's just, we know where the treasure is, so therefore we can and get And then it. pans it like, so, so we're all going to sort of uh, go home and be rich now. But then they're like, no, nah, let's be pirates still. And it, <laughs> camera pans out, ship doesn't have a fucking scratch on it. After everything they've just been through. That huge battle. What you, how did you feel like yeah. that? Um, oh, look. The, the the ship definitely should have been more um should have been smoke up, in the air and everything it, it was the end segment so you cut them a little slack <laughs> so yeah i feel like that's everything yeah um so what did you think i think this could become a guilty pleasure oh, movie wow. for me. <laughs> um yeah it was budget aside it um didn't deserve to to sink anywhere near as much as it actually did um pun intended <laughs> uh yeah it was corny where it needed to be corny it was over the top this is a movie you could easily watch in the background as often as you want to and um just you know casually enjoy if you don't take it too seriously uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun yeah. watching this. Yeah, despite it being two and hours, I wasn't bored at all. So, yeah. Like, some bits should have gone quicker, but, like, I, you know, I was fully engaged with it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of movies that you pick that barely scrape, like, 70 minutes, and they, I can't fucking get through them. But this is, <laughs> you know, it, it had enough, I'll say that much. And, um, before we get to our actual rating for it, there is another rating that we, um, we need to do and that is the oh. hulk hogan number are you going to go modine and many... gina davis yeah i've 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 sussed it out and um so again i'm using the oracle of bacon website to um to work out the number of steps from hulk hogan to anyone involved in this film and the uh, best result I got was two, which was from Frank Langula, who played um, Dolph. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, so he was in yep. Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren was in um, a Rocky movie with uh, Stallone. Stallone was in a Rocky movie with Hulk Hogan, but that's too many steps. But that's one I can sort of come up with off the top of my head. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um 
Frank Langula was in Muppets Most Wanted with James McAvoy. Yeah. Who was in Nomeo and Juliet with oh, Hulk fuck Hogan. Nomeo and Juliet. Now, so- no... Listen to the cast list for this movie, okay? Because I've brought this up. Nomeo and Juliet has James McAvoy, Emily Blunt, Michael Caine, Matt Lucas, Maggie Smith... Jason Statham, Ozzy Osbourne, Stephen Merchant, Patrick Stewart, Julie fucking Waters, Hulk Hogan, Richard Wilson, Dolly Parton. Yeah, this is an animated movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is an animated movie. But um, no wonder so many of these are going to relate back to Romeo and Juliet. It was any That's in like any of the X-Men franchises is going to sort of link to that and... When it comes to like yeah, Harry Potter, yeah, Fast and the Furious, Star Trek. Can you can you um, re- can you do Oracle of Bacon and then remove like do it without Romeo and Juliet? Can you do can you remove movies from it? No, oh, unfortunately. Was that, uh, it, I'd like to see pretty, what it was if pretty it simple. Yeah. Um, well, hang on. That, that was with um, Frank Langula. So let's. Oh, so did do, you have to um, enter the actors individually? You can just do the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if I go to um, Gina Davis, um, again, um, uh, she also has a Hulk Hogan number of two. She was in The Accidental Tourist with a certain actor named Ed Begley Jr. Oh. And Ed Bigley Jr. So, was in, again, no. my favourite Christmas oh. movie, Santa yeah, with Muscles. <laughs> Come on, na- oh. name one Christmas movie that tops Santa with Muscles. Ernest says Christmas. Um, did you do Matthew Medina at all? <laughs> um, I did. I think he was either a two or a three okay, as well. Just, I've, I've gone um, there. I've put him in. So, where do you start? Oh, okay. uh, this relates to Rocky. So Matthew Modine was in Go Go Tales with Burt Young, who was in Rocky Three with Hulk Hogan. How come it's given me a different one? It's here. It's got Matthew Modine was in Bad Golf with e- Bad Golf Made Easier with Leslie Nelson with Spy. Oh, what is it? So yours goes green, blue, green, blue. So it links the movie and then links the actor. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, it's Leslie Nelson to Spy Hard with Hulk Hogan. Okay, alright. Yeah, e- even if you go Christopher Masterson, who was in um, Malcolm in the Middle, um, the the cabin boy, he was in Scary Movie with Court Full- Kurt Fuller, who was in No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay, so I see what's happened here. So then I clicked on it again, and it's it's even though it's Hulk Hogan, Matthew Modine, but then it'll give you a different list that gets there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I so Hogan goes to Gremlins Two, goes to Phoebe Cates, goes to Fee- Private School, goes to Matthew Modine. Yep, yep. So Christopher Marston was in a scary movie with Leslie Nielsen, who was in Spy Hard with Hulk Hogan. So it is. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. cool. Okay, he's gone through four. Okay, so he's got four different numbers of two with Modine. Yeah. So um, th- there is a very quick link between this movie and Hulk Hogan. Um, despite picking from several different actors or actresses. Yeah, I feel like a lot of stuff's going to... You know, you're never going to get over four, are yeah. you? Oh, actually, I like this one. I like this one. Gina Davis was in Transylvania 65000 with Egg Beagley Jr. 
uh, who was in Santa with muscles with Hulk yeah. Hogan. That, that's a nice, nice clean set. I like that one. I haven't watched Transylvania 65,000 in years. But you got to pay for that one, so we can't do it I've for, never even heard for of Bamcast. Oh. Um, Transylvania 65,000. Um, it was a horror comedy with Egg Begley Jr., uh, Jeff Goldblum, um, Gina Davis, um, and the title was based on an 80s song, um, Pennsylvania 65,000. Okay. By Glenn Miller. So, um, I just tried to go something obscure, so I put in Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Hulk Hogan yeah but then he was in a movie with Christopher Lloyd called Cold Moon from 2016 and Christopher <laughs> Lloyd was in Suburban Commando obviously yeah so it, it's scary how quickly things go back to Hulk Hogan forget bloody um Ed Bacon uh Ed Bacon <laughs> Kevin um Bacon. Kevin Bacon alright yeah. we should probably um give it our scores Oh god, okay. Well, it's definitely not in the seven, eight, nine range. Oh, not for me anyway. I don't feel like it's a, it's badly awesome. It's just kind of a movie. Um, god, it's a, it's a four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, okay. It's, it's not a one, two, three. That's for sure. It just yeah. fails what it was set out to do, like make money. <laughs> <laughs> um. Look, I, I think it does just scrape into that badly awesome okay. category. Um, mostly due to the over, overuse of explosions. <laughs> um, <laughs> things were... Expl- like, the scene where um, her Mordecai had been killed, they were escaping from Dog, and they were running out of that port town. Her crew show up with... For some unbeknownst reason, bloody grenade launchers, like pirate grenade launchers. There should have been a, like a and you know really tender romantic things scene. Things start exploding, and then explosions just got like every scene should just end with an right. explosion. And so, just due to the excess use of explosions, um, and the fact that we, which we didn't mention, they do use the. The wonderful trope of someone falling in quicksand. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention uh, quicksand. Like growing up, I thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger deal. Oh, absolutely! I've still, never seen it. Yes. Um, so on on those those two bases, but mostly because of the explosions, um, it, it scrapes in at a seven for me. It, it just hits that. It just scrapes in as badly awesome, rather than just. Um, an, an action movie. Uh, all right, so four and a half from you, seven from me, but there's still not a big difference, um, because we have a bizarre rating scale. <laughs> um, let's talk about next month's movies. Where we're about to head into April, which is Easter. So um, there is a movie called The Beaster Bunny. A.K.A. Beaster Day. Yes, this is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, um, but I actually won a copy of a DVD of this from um, I think it might have been Eighties Picture House. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, 
and uh, they they sent me the DVD, so I have a DVD copy of this movie. Um, I guess you need to put your drinks so on something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've I've been wanting an excuse to to watch this, and we're coming into the month of Easter, so that's definitely going to to be a winner. Uh, and also because Cutthroat Island was a movie that I'd been planning to watch but never quite gotten around to for, for many, many years, I thought, thought I'd throw in another one. Um, the Ghoulies, which um, So these are the ones that come out the taller. Is that the taller movie. guys? Okay. Yes. I know I've seen like the, you know, the VHS cover back in the day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, and again, it's, it's one where I've seen the cover so many times and just never quite gotten to watching it. I'd seen, um, Critters, which is my other thought for this one, but Critters is, um, pay to watch, um, rather than included in streaming packages. So, um, ghoulies it is. Uh, but also potentially, and... We're, we're not making any promises here because I just don't know how things are going to go with the theatre and and everything like that. But in April, the new Mortal Kombat movie is going to be coming yes, out. Yes, it comes out what, right so in the middle of the even month. So even if we don't... Hopefully we'll yeah. So if we don't review it, I'm sure it won't be too far away. And it, it, if we do both end up watching I'm it... I'm going to the movies. Uh, like, that'll be I'm the sure here and I'm will, watching it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, so if we both end up watching it, I'm sure it will bump one of those two movies off the yeah. list. Um, I think we're going to call it a yeah, night. I'm starving. I, I ate tea right before recording, but I've got a ravenous appetite. So I'm going to get... I'll, I'll, you know when we talked about like crazy food inventions and shit that we'd make? That Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to get straight into something like that. I'm going to go through the cupboards and see what I can eat. Fair enough. All right, well, I will catch you next month. Okay, yes, I'll catch you next month too. All righty, bye. bye.